This is Melanie and Audrey. Yeah, and today we're doing a recording for this podcast together again, an interview. How are you doing, Audrey? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I'm mentally vibrant and radiant, and you know, a little bit. that it's uh, pretty hard you know um, yeah we uploaded some recordings from you some messages some of your thoughts and uh, this time this interview should be about yeah your daily life sort of so um, yeah one my voice is scrambled is it better now Okay, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I hope the listeners <laughs> don't get an ear cancer <laughs> or get deaf because I'm very close to the phone and the recorder now. <laughs> so sorry if anyone <clears throat> gets my loud no voice. <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to listen to the recording. <laughs> okay. question is what are the conditions like in East Block can you tell the people about San Quentin about East Block what are the conditions like yes Conditions in here haven't improved a lot. 
know, due to the workers that they have out there are able to clean and sweep and, you know, mop and do those type of things. So the prison has, or this unit, I should say, has been fairly clean compared mm -hmm. to, you know, in the past when it was fairly dirty and inhumane and, you know, not a pretty sight to look at. So in that area of cleanliness, the conditions are good. Now, in the area of confinement, to get the conditions... This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. In the areas of confinement, the conditions remain the same. You know, it's still uh, locked down for most of the day. And due to, you know, the pandemic, we are we're on a 24-hour um, lockdown period. And then, you know, one day you're on and then the next day, lockdown. So, you know, due to the switching both sides of the unit, you have one day of uh, where you don't come out the cell only for shower, and then another day where you get yard and shower, depending on where bar it is. But the conditions as far as the confinement aspect is, you know, still confinement. They haven't changed anything in that regards. And, um, you know, it's still mostly locked down. Okay, and uh, what are the restrictions placed upon you? Are there any restrictions? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, due to the, the pandemic, the restrictions we have at the moment are, you know, like I said, you get one day of lockdown and then another day of yard, being that, you know, they're switching both sides of the unit mm. to go out to the yard. And they don't want too many people out there in the yard together. So, you know, that is one restriction. But uh, uh, other than that, you know, our restrictions still are, they're still handcuffing us every time we leave the cell. And, you know, they only take the handcuffs off when we get in the shower or when you're secured in a holding cage or when you're out there secured in the cage to go to the yard. Those are the only times they remove the handcuffs other than that. You know, you have handcuffs when you see a doctor or a nurse or, you know, they're drawing blood from you, you mm -hmm. know, so the handcuffs are still constantly remaining on. And uh, the noise in here is constantly, you know, especially on this side of the unit that I'm on, the yard side, you still mm -hmm. have those uh, periods where the noise levels is kind of high, which, you know, they really don't have no control over that, you know, that's has to do with the, the prisoners and the inmates here. And, uh, you know, we're still dealing with situations of um, restrictions on, um, you know, how they decide to deliver water to us. Like during Christmas, it's the day of Christmas, they turned the water off for like three days. And, and what it, what I'll put it like this, they turned the water off for 24 hours. And then the next day, They turned the water back on, but only the cold water. And it was no hot water for like two days after that. And then since they turned it back on, it's, you know, as much as we all enjoy hot water, it's like they turned the heat up on it. And it's like you can barely put your hands under the water. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they say, okay, you want hot water? 
remember last year no wait not last year um 2020 you know um there were those transfers you know uh from people out of san quentin to other prisons and i remember um you were one of them to be suddenly transferred but then the transfer was stopped right. <laughs> yeah that, that was you know a uh, very upsetting and uh Yeah, a uh, very hard situation. Yes. Um, did, did you hear anything right. about that? Um, about that, uh, I think it, it's, it was called or is called pilot program or something. Um, is, there, right. is there something? I mean, uh, many things changed. You know, some people were transferred and uh, my, if my information is right, um, some people of death row were um, brought to the main line. Um, right. And some others are um, still to be transferred to other prisons. Um, do you have any updates on that? Any information? How about yes. yourself? Well, they're still doing the... Well, yes, as far as I'm concerned, I don't, I'm not at no risk of being forced to, to move. Mm. They have basically ended that program of forcing people to move. So now they're still doing the... This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. They're still doing the voluntary moves to where anybody who wishes to transfer to the main line can go to classification and get classified or reclassified to be transferred to another prison and, you know, go to the main line. So they're still doing that. The pilot program is still up and running. They just had some people leave this probably about a week ago. And, you know, uh, I talked to somebody the other day who said they just went in there last week and talked to the um, counselor about moving themselves. So... The program is still up and running. They're still, you know, asking people to, you know, transfer to the main line if they want to. But I'm under no threat of being forced to move any, anymore. It's all voluntary moves at this point. And I haven't uh, made any decision to voluntarily transfer at this time. You know, mm -hmm. I'm kind of... Um, satisfied with being in the cell by myself because once you transfer to the main line, I hear there's a small period of time where they allow you to be in the cell by yourself, but at some point you have to find a celly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right now I'm, I'm enjoying my time by myself and, uh, you know, getting my work done and, you know, doing what I need to do before I consider, you know, transferring to the main line. Okay, so uh, if you have Uh, the choice you you want to stay at uh, at East Block and in your cell, right? Yes, well, yeah, for right now, yes, I hmm. prefer to stay in East Block and uh, and in a single man cell. But I, I I mean I'm under the impression that the goal is to get as many people up out of East Block as they can and get them to the main line hmm. because. 
they really have an interest in trying to close down East Block because once they move that flow out of San Quentin, it'll be easier for them to campaign to close this prison because I think so far this year, Gavin Newsom. You have 60 seconds remaining. So far this year, Gavin Newsom has already closed three prisons. Well, well, not this year, but uh, since he's been in office, he's already recommended for three prisons to be closed. So, you know, they're in the process of trying to close prisons, and I know they've been trying to close San Quentin now for over a decade. Um, since I've been here, which is two decades, mm-hmm. they have been talking about closing down San Quentin. So, you know, the only reason why it's really been staying open is because their flow was here. So if they can get rid of death row, it'll be easier for them to close this prison down. Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk. In the next call. Continue? Yeah, we continue with the next call. So, uh, people, please give us yes. a few seconds. Um, we'll be back in a few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, 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 everybody, we're back. Okay, let's continue this interview. Ocho Ray, are you there too? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes I'm here. <laughs> yeah, wave your hand. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we had, yeah, we had, we stopped at, um, yeah, that they want to, to close this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that they want to close San Quentin. That they want to close the yes, prison. Yeah, yeah, they would they would love to close San Quentin down because it's it's an old prison, you know. The pipes every year the pipes break in this prison. There's something going wrong with something every year, so you know, they would like to close this prison down. I hear they would like to sell the land because the land is worth a lot of money. Mm. So, you know, those are, that is a real good possibility of why they want to close the prison down. But I'm quite sure they want to close it down because it's very old. This prison is over 100 years old. I think it's like 140 or something years old. So this is a very old prison. Mm. One of the oldest in California for sure. Mm. If not the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks. So. You know, I'm not really informed. I didn't um, didn't really inform myself. Um, you know about all the prisons in California, but um, I'm just wondering. You know, because many prisons are overcrowded. I mean, if all the uh, people, you know. Uh, that are housed or that are kept, that, that live in San Quentin. Um, I mean, how many prisoners, or how many people are there in, in total? Well, I don't, I don't know that, but uh, I, whatever it is, I'm pretty sure, I think it's over what the maximum is supposed to be, but I don't know what the exact total is, but uh, I mean, you know, California, due to the pandemic, has been 
releasing a lot of people from prisons. So, you know, a lot of nonviolent criminals have been released. Uh -huh. So, you know, the population is not as overcrowded as it once was being to, due to all the releases mm -hmm. that they have been doing. You know, and they've been releasing a lot of people who were lifers and, you know, had long sentences and been waiting to be paroled. So there's a lot of people been being released over the course of this pandemic. So the, the, the prisons are not as overcrowded as they were. Mm, okay. Okay, but but that means that they will transfer you sometime to another prison. Um, do you have a choice about this, or is yes, it not I your mean, decision to make? You know, time come where you know they're going to close San Quentin down and they're going to move us. Or if you know, Marcus Hearn would be in transfer is going down south. You know, where I'd be closer to my family and. Mm. Closer, you know, friends and people like that. So, you know, right now I'm up in Northern California, where I have no family. You know, but um, you know, I have met a few friends over the years. But um, I would prefer to go down south, where you know, Southern California, where I'll be closer to my family. Mm. So they can visit you more regularly. Right. Mm. Exactly. That would be great. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. And, and the burden of, uh, you know, the money it costs to come up here to visit, you know, would also be less if I'm down south in a prison down there. You know, they could drive to come see me in, you know, maybe two hours, you know, and, uh, you know, return home with no problem. You know, normally when family come to visit up here, Or when you come to visit, you know, mm. people, you know, want to stay for a couple of days because it's cheaper to come and stay for a few days than, you know, to drive up here, get here, and have, you know, turn back around. No. Yeah, that's true. It would be, at least for your family, it would be more easier <laughs> to visit you. Yes, yes. And yeah. to visit yeah, you. They can, they can come visit and go right back home. Yeah. Yeah, th that's a good thing. You know, I don't know what what I would have to do. You know how easy well, access is to well, prisons in the south. Huh? For a weekend or something. Yeah, well, I, I, I always come for the weekend. Of course, you know I cannot come there, you know, and fly back to Germany. You know, that's um, right. yeah, 16 hours one flight. So um, yeah, that, <laughs> that would be a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> no, I will. I always stay for the weekends. You know, well, if it's possible again, of course. Yeah, I really missed. You know, not being able to to come to California last year. So hopefully this year, I will get a chance. I hope so. At least, I hope so. Hopefully. Yeah. So hopefully. Hopefully things will change for the better. Yeah. I mean I know there are in person visits possible at prison, but um I think only for two hours and only one day. I think one or two days. Yes, 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 yes. But, yeah. yes in person visiting. Well right now there's no in person visiting. Mm. 
too. They have um, restricted that due to yeah. the, the Omnicron being out there on the main line, so there's no in-person visiting right now. Yeah. Everything is being done through video calls and video visiting at the moment. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, but I, whenever this Omnicron thing subsides and everything, you know, we go back to not having any illnesses or outbreaks or anything of that nature, then, mm. you know, I think they will open up to visiting once again. Yeah, but, but you know, that that's, that situation is my biggest fear, you know, um, because I, I just cannot book uh, a spontaneous trip to the US. I have to book in advance and I have to plan everything and um, I'm a bit afraid, you know, to book a visit and the flight and the hotel and then um, you know the risk of coming over and then they decide to go on lockdown or to cancel all in-person visits that would be pretty bad so you wouldn't want to make that mistake of trying to yeah. this would be a bad time for anybody to be planning a visit in a with a prisoner because uh you know you never know when um you know a prisoner can go on lockdown and you know due to the virus so yeah. that that'd be a bad idea to do anything like that i mean no matter whether you live in california or in another state or whatever you know trying to plan and do in-person visiting if you're if you're not really close by it would would, would not be a good idea no yeah that's Uh, it's a really uh, annoying and depressing situation. <laughs> uh, frustrating, not depressing, but uh, yeah, a bit depressing, but more frustrating because you never know what you can do and what will change. Will there be new rules or lockdowns or whatever? So, yeah, we ha we will have to wait and see. Um, also, what I wanted to ask you in this interview, it's a bit uh, different, but um, back to prison and the inside of prison. Um, is there solidarity amongst the prisoners or, uh, yeah, I don't like to, to be honest, I don't like to say prisoner or um, incarcerated or, uh, yeah, I, I don't like about the, the people. Uh, in prison yeah because i see you as people you know um yeah prisoner or inmate is just just so no so so bad sounding you know <laughs> um let me just say people you know is there let me say uh residents maybe is that a better word this call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded i don't think anybody in here want to be called a resident okay. we don't you know being a resident it's not like we're willingly here so i mean prisoners for us you know it's okay you know yeah we're, but you know it sounds so wrong yeah but it sounds so wrong because you know for me you are people and i don't want to offend anyone and i think right. um at least those people who are um activists against the death penalty and um, who have loved ones in prison on death row um, 
I think they agree with me. You are people, you are not prisoners, inmates or uh, slaves or whatever, you know, <laughs> bad people. You are just people, you know, like everybody else. So just let me say people, please. Um, I think that's the best word I can use <laughs> to okay. feel comfortable. Okay, you can say people. Just okay. Don't say resident, though. Okay. okay, no resident, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, yeah.
Okay. Okay, I see. And how about you, yourself? Are there people you call your friends? Yes. A couple of my friends have left and went to the mainline, but there's still a couple of people here with that I would consider a friend, yes. Okay. So there are people you know you can trust? Second people, um, we continue in a couple of seconds. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So, the third time we are back. Ochore, you're back? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Did if anyone, if anybody heard a strange noise, that was my stomach. <laughs> we have dinner time in Germany and my stomach is reminding me <laughs> that it feels a bit empty. We interview, so you can go eat. Yeah, it's okay, you know. I won't starve. <laughs> okay. Uh, you ain't gonna starve. Nah. Never, never, you know. I'm a diehard. <laughs> yeah. Um, where did we stop? Ah, about uh, trust. So. Yes. You you just said you there are some people you call your friends, but <laughs> you made that funny <laughs> noise, and that that funny sound. Yeah. When I ask you about, ah, uh, so there are people you know you can trust. Let's call and your telephone yeah. number will be monitored. Of course, not that lady, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Because, yeah, because trust, you know, trust is one of those things where, you know, it's just like even out on the street, you know, being out there in society, one knows that, you know, you can't trust everybody. And, you know, there's a difference between trust and being trustworthy and, you know, those two things. So, you know, prison is the same way, you know. For the most part, I mean, you know, everybody in here is not to be trusted. And many people in here would let you know that they're not to be trusted. All you have to do is listen to the way they talk or listen to the way they treat other people. You know, watch what they do. You know, if they give their word to somebody and then don't live up to their word, then you know that person is not trustworthy and you know that that person is not somebody you want to be putting your trust into. But now, there are situations like this, like I said, you know, not very many people in here have friends. So if you do have somebody who's a friend and, you know, you've been knowing that person, you have a really good idea who, you know, what this person's characters are, mm. what character is, and you have a good idea what their principles are, then... You can, you know, put some level of trust into that person. Okay. But, you know, you have to be careful, you know, what kind of trust you're putting into people in here because people in prison are very fickle, you know. Mm. And many people don't, like, you may have people in here who will hold on to their principles for 20 years, 30 years, and then one day they no longer hold on to their principles or they can have a certain type of character for 20, 
Ramsey Rhodes person's characters and convictions and principles, you know, for certain people. But like, you know, the people that were the people that were once here that are now gone, who I call friends, I would put trust in them, mm-hmm. you know. But they're no longer here. But there are people here that I would still consider friends. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily put my trust into them due to I would say we have different um, convictions and different principles and. You know, and we kind of align on two different sides of the track as far as, mm. you know, affiliations and things like that. So I wouldn't necessarily put my trust in them because I know that their their loyalty and their trust resides somewhere else with somebody, you know, or, or, or a different affiliation. So that's why I wouldn't put my trust in those people. But, you know, like I say, trust is one of those things just like solidarity. There's times you can have it with certain people, then there's times where, you know, it wouldn't be wise to put your trust in people. Mm. Because, like I said, in prison, there's such a thing called prison politics. Mm. And prison politics kind of rules the day within prison, you know, due to, you know, gang Mm. affiliations, racial affiliations, and, you know, stuff like that. And, and let me say this in closing. Mm-hmm. Even people in here who come from the same gang mm-hmm. or come from the same neighborhoods, you know, e- even trust in those areas are not something that's 100% because, you know, somebody could be your homeboy in, or from your gang and he would take advantage of your kindness and take advantage of you know, what you're willing to do for him or he would put you in a bad situation, you know, that, you know, you probably don't want to be in. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. You're in a place where a lot of deception and a lot of depravity and, you know, a lot of times when people let their convictions and their principles slip. Hmm. Okay, I see. I see. Um, Talking about gang members and um, gang contacts I mean I, I know you're not a ganger a ganger <laughs> a member of a gang anymore <laughs> that was a new word ganger is a mix of member of a gang <laughs> you're not a member of a gang anymore um, but do, do you have contact to people to people who are still in gangs or consider themselves being gang members? Um, yes, yes. Well, yeah, I'm surrounded by gang members. Yeah, so okay. uh, I'll talk to people. That's what I mean by, like, that's what I mean by, like, there's people that I would consider a friend, but due to their gang ties, okay. you know, I wouldn't be able to fully be able to put my trust in that person because... They have ties and bonds and loyalties elsewhere that I, where I don't have those ties and bonds and loyalties to, you know, gang affiliations and, and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm surrounded by gang members, you know, the, probably the majority of the people in prison are, are, are gang members of, you know, 
no matter what race you are. Because they got white gangs, they got Mexican gangs, they got black gangs, they got Asian gangs, they got Samoan gangs, you know, they got all kind of people in here from all type of different type of gang affiliations. So, yeah, I, I do, you know, have people in here who I consider a friend or who I'm close to who still, you know, are affiliated with the gang, like, and, you know, don't get it mistaken that just because somebody's 50 years old or 60 years old, you still have people in here who are, you know, middle-aged men who still consider themselves gang members. Okay. Okay, they still have that um, mind, you know, that lifestyle. Yes. What do you call it? Yeah, lifestyle sort yeah. of, you know, that mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah they still, uh, yeah. Uh, what I call it a gang mentality, they still have that gang mentality or hood mentality. But you don't, you don't, right? No, 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 my gang day is just is behind me. Yeah. yeah, I know. But I can't, um, I do can't they... say that I'm, I can't say that I'm retired, but I can say that uh, um, I'm officially, um, uh, what can I, can I say, I'm officially, um, I officially denounced that, I should say. I okay. don't. Does that cause you trouble, you know, of those people? I mean, when you say, no, um, I'm not a gang member anymore, um, nah. leave me, let me, let me be, you know, by myself. Yeah. Yeah, no, you could be yourself in yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's the movie stuff where they say you can't yeah. walk away from the gang. <laughs> yeah. You can walk away from the gang, like, you know, like, I mean, if you're somebody, you know, like, for me, you know that that anger yeah. you know when there's a spy you know what is spy hustler no Sp spy right someone you know someone who sneaks in what is it called you know someone who sneaks into a certain group and to fish for informations and tell someone else oh, hustler. hustler ear hustler okay so it was yeah, right yeah, hustler yeah, hustler. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> English lessons with Ochoray. <laughs> Wait, let me make a note. <laughs> yeah. 
interesting facts and lessons <laughs> uh, yes. from you today so um, yeah this was a very long interview um, do you want to add something to this interview or shall we stop and prepare the next one yeah, I would like to add I, I would like to add to the interview I would like to thank everybody who supports me and advocates for me And say thank you. I really appreciate everything that you do. You know, the ones like Vinya and you know Melanie and Christy and uh, Luis and uh, Fisher and you know, there's a whole host of people out there who have helped me along the way and been by my side over the. You have 60 seconds remaining. And I want y'all all to know that I appreciate you and those who I don't know their names who retweet and follow me. Thank you for that. And I hope everyone continue to listen to the podcast and invite other people to listen to the podcast. And, uh, you know, thank you for everything. And I hope that in 2022 we'll make some positive gains on the campaign. And I encourage everyone to buy the book. You know, take me to heart and tribulations of a ghetto kid and look forward to my memoir, Death Row Memoir, coming out. So thank you to everybody. Make a donation, follow, share, and uh, continue to do what you're doing helping me out. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. And bye-bye. All right. I say, we say, free old Hey, I wanted to join. <laughs> <laughs> We still have a few seconds. Okay, we don't have a few seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So let me close this interview. Thank you to everybody for listening. Um, I had a great time, um, and I hope so did you. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening, taking your time, and. Yeah, talk to you soon again. And yeah, I say, we say, free Ochere. <laughs> All right, have a great day, people, and stay safe and healthy and take good care. All right, bye bye.